welcome to another episode of Dungeons and Degrees. My name's Adrian. And I'm Alex. And today we have a special guest. Special guest, introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Tyler. Uh, T.W. Clausen uh, on some places on the internet. Um, and uh, I do things uh, with my voice. Many things. Yeah. <laughs> Writing, creative, designing, podcasting, yeah. the whole shebang. You have quite the list on your website. I, yeah, I figure if I can't do anything really good, I'll do a lot of things really bad. So that's always... That's Jack of all how trades. You, go it, right? <laughs> you said do stuff with your voice, and I was like, wow, he can like modulate it, and he can change it, and like that's pretty cool. And then I was like, wait, that doesn't make any sense. It's not like you can just like switch that out. So, uh, all right. I mean, you, you can right. always you can learn how to do that sort of stuff. Like people do that all the time. Like they do the my brother, he can do the um, auto tune thing by hitting his his throat when he talks, and it's. <laughs> Like what's up, dude? And I don't, I can't do it. I'm not good at that. But there are people the that can do it. Fuck, do people do that? Like, How I, do listen, people figure that out? I, I, I don't know. I, I can purr, and that's about it. <laughs> uh, and that's because I was trying to cough one day, and it just wasn't working out. And I just realized that like, I could scratch the back of my throat. But, like, I don't know how other people figure out what they can do with their voices, except for just being weird. And I think I just try not to be weird. You don't do that very well. (laughs) (laughs) Dear listener, you can just see my two middle fingers. Oh, wait, hold on. We we, we changed the format. Oh, no! (laughs) Well, let's talk about some... Other podcasts, podcasts that yours truly has been on. Uh, episodes yeah. not out right yet, but it shall be. But there's amazing episodes out right now. Uh, Random Encounters. Uh, yeah. It's like a, it, it's a, what, under the umbrella of Unbalanced Encounters, correct? Yeah, so it's, uh, it's it started out with um, Unbalanced Encounters. They do their, their bi-weekly um, uh Dungeons and Dragons actual play podcast, which is amazing. And I auditioned for it uh, and they said, no, uh, we got better people. And I was like, that's fine. That's the good move. Um, but then I kept hanging around and they uh, they had me host one of their what they call rebalanced and, and they still do them every once in a while. And it's kind of a check in with the cast. Um, and as soon as we did a couple of those, uh, we just it was it just felt really right uh hanging out with them and and digging into what they do so uh pat and uh cinder and emily were like hey let's let's bring this guy on more and what started out as rebalancing with the cast ended up turning into more of a we want to create a community kind of show um, and we, we really wanted to get into, we wanted to find something that was different about, about our show. Cause it's really easy to be like, ah, it's a D and D show. It's another talk show, whatever. Um, and we spent months sitting down and like grinding through ideas, trying to figure out what can we do to make it different. Um, and the idea finally came to us. What if we interviewed the characters along with the players um, because everybody has these cool characters 
especially on TikTok, you're seeing like original characters being cosplayed and stuff. So uh, that that basically became the hook is we want to sit down with the people that are creating these these characters and worlds and stories, but then we also want a chance to talk to the characters. And um, it, it just kind of, I don't know, it, it was perfect. We were really kind of nervous about it at first, uh, like, <laughs> is this going to be weird and awkward? But as soon as we did like two of them, we realized how much fun it was to be able to kind of role play and play D&D on a podcast that wasn't D&D. You know, it's its own thing. I mean, our, our characters are so like a, a part of us that it's so fun to show that off in a way that's not just once a week, but like maybe another time a week. Um, yeah. That extra flair that you get to, to show off a character. Um, and I thought it's a really fun time um, when I was there. I, to be honest, I used because I'm not much of a player. I'm usually the DM. I used one yeah. of my one shot characters. Um, Who did you use? I used Jimothy McTavish. God damn it! Oh yeah. <laughs> um, it was the artist version of Jimothy McTavish. Oh my god, that's the worst one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It was pretty exciting getting to know Jimothy, uh, the, the the scamp artist who is not a starving artist but wants to be. Exactly. Um, you know, I because I didn't have too much like during like the gameplay. I I knew what he was supposed to be, but the more questions that Tyler and Emily um, both asked. I, I kind of started developing the character further, uh, and he indeed got worse and worse <laughs> as as an individual. Um, so, I, you know, I, I I had a good time. It it really it is really fun, um, and I think a lot of people enjoy it because they get to play their character out of context. And I think bringing a character out of context is when you can really start to see a lot of um cracks um but i mean that in kind of a good way like the the there's in the context of a fantasy world or whatever you're writing or or projecting it's it's really easy to be like ah it just is what it is but when you pull them out and all of a sudden they're talking to a podcaster two podcasters it's like no there's these there's these things about this character that i need to suddenly create i need to create motivation for this and that um and uh, you know if we can if we can help one dm f- flesh out a, a npc and make them that much better then we're doing our job do you have a set of questions you ask the players and the characters um <clears throat> we generally ask them what they want us to ask um so like i'm i'm there for the ride of it like when i when we're talking to the to the creators the players um we'll ask them like what what sort of things are you do you want to promote what sort of things do you want to talk about kind of like you do on every podcast right like you're here to help them sound cool and get people to go follow their stuff um when we talk to their characters that Honestly, I, I, I'll, I'll maybe take a couple of notes on like, okay, this is an orc who's a wizard. So I'm probably going to ask like, what's it like being an orc who's a wizard? And most orcs don't become wizards unless 
do orcs become wizards? And then, you know, it goes from there. And they usually will fill in the world and be like, actually, in our world, you know, and it and it just goes. And then it I don't have to prepare too much because I'm role playing and they're almost the DM in that situation. And uh, and it's great. What Who additions, the, Adrian, uh... did you make to Jimothy? Hmm? What uh... additions did you make to Jimothy? Oh, he he's he's definitely done an art heist uh, in the sense where he goes into people's banks and switches out his pieces of art for their money. Mm-hmm. That way, he can uh, he can become famous faster. <laughs> uh, so he also, like leaves his art but takes yeah. their money. Yeah, they're buying so his piece, stealing. No, they're they're just we're swapping. We're, we're There's just, an exchange of goods. Stealing. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> that sounds like stealing, and then you're leaving a calling card. Whatever. But like but, you know... the least sexy calling card you could ever leave. Like, here's Listen, my... one person's not sexy is someone's calling card <laughs> art piece. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I was just a you know continuing that that bad faith persona. <laughs> you know? I, I genuinely think it's it's a amazing idea for a character and I'm I I really think I'm going to put it I don't know when, but I think I'm going to put it in the penny lich at some point because it is so funny to me the idea that like you bamboozle a group of people into helping you steal money. By saying it's like you're just putting art into a vault. Uh, I think it's great. Amazing. They owe me money. I owe them a picture. <laughs> I don't see that's what's wrong That's not how that here. works. That's not how that works. I, it's, I'm saying it, and we're doing it, and that's just kind of how that works. Timothy really Cavish was that never yes good, and. okay? No, no, you're leaning into that yes and where I can't say anything against you as a player because then we just stop the whole thing and then... Listen, I'm yes. agreeing with you. That's not how it works, but it's how it's going to happen. This is how it is. <laughs> <laughs> what more do you want from my fictional character? I don't know. I don't know. I guess I do love Jimothy. I come from from only love with him i was hoping trash honestly i was hoping you were going to bring back trash like trash listen trash trash had a, a beginning ending and uh, you know beginning and ending and that's good enough for me but no i didn't middle. want to delve into trash any further and uh i didn't want to uh do my my chaotic alchemist voice because i felt like there needed to be some structure and with Jimothy, <laughs> there's some structure. Adrian, stop leaning away from the mic. When you do that, you have to edit this later. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah. Tr- Trash is nice. A beautiful, beautiful woman who loves to just blow things up in the, in the, in the face of science. Just to As test things all up. women. As all women do. <laughs> Trush is a is is quite the icon, <laughs> um, but no, I did not pick Trush. I could have picked any of my other Jimothy McTavishes. I could have done Secret Agent Jimothy McTavish, or I could have done uh, 
goes to a wizarding school but does not have magic Jimothy McTavish. <laughs> or I could be the uh, guy who's really into dragons a little too much, Jimothy McTavish. Like a brony, but for dragons? Yeah, we'll say that. We'll just say yes. Yes, and. That absolutely brought up an image of a person, like, in my brain. So yeah. I don't know if I appreciate that I have, like, a stereotype for somebody who likes dragons too much. It's like that, that idea of, like, bathing in the moonlight with a unicorn. Like, <laughs> essence, but for dragons. And in fire and brimstone. See, now you've just added Voldemort into all of this, and, like, Voldemort in the moonlight with he the dragon. He bathes in the blood of unicorns. I, yeah, listen, that's not what I was picturing, but okay, let's go. But that's the, that's my connection with Voldemort and unicorns. What, what is yours? Yeah, I don't, I don't picture Voldemort doing anything other than, than sucking out the unicorn's blood. Well, it's and like, that's what like I'm saying, mercury. yeah. Well, okay, yes, but not, like, somebody who's obsessed with dragons. Like, a person who's obsessed with dragons, you know, absolutely always plays a dragonborn in Dungeons & Dragons and will not choose mm. anything else. And They play the, the dragon blood sorcerer at, as a dragonborn. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just really on yeah. the nose kind of thing, but, you know, they just really lean into it. You just got to go all the way <laughs> at that point. Your character's name is Dovakin because they just, they got to bring in other IPs of dragons. Dovakin, And there's dragon absolutely a, an unwarranted hyphen and apostrophe in the name. <laughs> Dude, leave Draxeling uh, Gimli alone, okay? <laughs> Dash. Of course he's character. obsessed with Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Famously <laughs> doesn't have dragons. I mean, they have one dragon. They have Smog. <laughs> they just don't have yeah. it in the other three films, right? No dragons. No, the the no. original trilogy. But he has very strong uh, opinions about Skyrim. <laughs> yeah, there weren't yeah. enough dragons. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, exactly. I feel like we're building a man. We're building just perfection. We're right just now. building a man. How much does this man love or hate the Roman Empire? Tell me when to stop. Oh, man. I think the limit does not exist. Like, the limit it's... does not exist. Okay, gotcha. For you love or for hate? Oh, interesting. No, for... I, I, listen, love. Obviously, <laughs> obviously. Obviously, right? This feels yeah. like it's one and the same. That, like, I am obsessed with dragons and I'm obsessed with the Roman Empire. And then I'm going to tell you how much better the Roman Empire would be with dragons. <laughs> he writes fanfic about the Roman Empire if they had discovered dragons. Yes. <laughs> and it in- self-inserts himself as a person actually is born of a dragon but doesn't know until later. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. The, he's, but like, he's Aragon the... was his story. <laughs> He's the illegitimate child of, you know, the Emperor Draconis. It's perfect. And Brutus. <laughs> and Br- yeah. Brutus, uh, Brutus Draconis Maximus. <laughs> his, in his bedroom, he's got the, the, the Game of Thrones flags. 
all of them, but the one, the, the, the house of the dragon is like behind his bed. Like that's the tapestry behind, but like the rest of the room was also built out with like game of Thrones. And then like, there's absolutely a, a light up fake fire sconce. Yes. On either side. 100%. Yes. I, I, I'm agreeing with that because that's what I want (laughs) in my bedroom. Are we describing your bedroom now? <laughs> Almost. Almost. Tyler, are it's... are you too much in love with dragons? Uh, I am Gladius Draconis Brutus. <laughs> Father to a murdered dragon. Husband to a murdered dragon. I will have my dragon in this life or the next. <laughs> nice. Where's your dragon tattoo, brah? <laughs> oh, I need to get my dragon tattoo. Yeah. Damn. Damn. All right. Uh, we were talking about all these characters. I want to kind we of. We're building a character, Adrian. We were building one. <laughs> we are building, but I was like, that's kind of what, from my understanding, like Penny Ledges is just like an, an anthology of characters. Uh, it's, yeah. <laughs> Anthology. I don't know if anthology is the right right mm-hmm. word. Not to sound pretentious, but um, it's it's a short story collection and it's a serial, um, like a TV show, is what I tell people. It's um, each short story is like watching an episode of a show, and then over the course of twelve stories, you get one season uh, of the show. And so, right now, I'm working on the the fourth volume. Each volume has three stories in it, so. Right now, there are nine stories out in the world for you to read um, and binge and enjoy uh, while I get the fourth one together. Um, But it it follows a cast of characters, just like a TV show. Um, You've got uh, the cleric who has done nothing but clerical work for his whole life. Uh, It's a fun little joke on, uh, on my part. That I have to explain to people more than I'd like to admit. Um, I thought it was genius, but a lot of you are like, that doesn't make sense. But it, it's, <laughs> he's, he's a huge nerd. Uh, he spent his whole life reading and writing scribes and uh, scrolls and stuff. And uh, and he works for uh, what's called the Mage Corps. And it's like the over, like the, they control all of the magic that goes on in this kingdom. And uh, the the first book opens with him going on his first um, quote unquote mission with uh, um, a couple of new um, I, I don't, soldiers in the Mage Corps, and they get him into some major trouble. Um, and he basically uh, agrees to a duel with the owner of the Penny Lich, a bar in town. And uh, and then his best friend, who's a, a paladin, um, kind of backs him up. So the four of them end up basically quitting the Mage Corps. And uh, and I, I, I won't spoil everything, but basically he gains ownership of the the Penny Lich, the bar, uh, the, the cleric guy does. And so him and his best friend decide to start a guild of their own to help the people um, and so, and that's all the first story. So then that, after that, it's just hijinks and them getting into trouble with different fantastical things happening in each story. And, um, yeah, it's a, it's a good time. 
And you talked about having, uh, and I, oh, I, I think this is going to go into more of a creative conversation, you know, having stuff on pause, which is new to you, um, is, it's just like kind of life is happening. Are you, is this kind of, you know, this lack of creativity affecting stuff around you because of it? Um, so it, it kind of started, um, it kind of started back at the beginning of the summer. Um, I just, uh, a lot of crazy stuff happened in life. Um, and I, uh, I just, I, I focused really, really hard on getting the third volume of the Penny Lich out and it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work to write stories it takes even more work to edit the stories and it takes a ton of work to publish them and i did all of that in the span of about a month and a half um and it it took a lot out of me i did it because i had a festival that i was going to that i wanted to have the book available for and um and so i did it i accomplished it and like the week after I did that, I sat down to start writing the next three stories to finish this, finish the the season and everything I wrote, I just absolutely hated. Um, just, I just couldn't stand it. Um, and there's a lot writing on it because I'm finishing this season. You know, a lot of things are kind of coming to a head and, um, and I, I and it just, it's been two years of work um, and then I started going back and reading some of the older parts of the series, the, the first couple of stories. And I was like, man, I was a horrible, horrible writer back then. Um, and I, I kind of got, it, it got into my head of like, I'm asking people to read this series, but it's not as good as it could be. Um, it's not even as good as the later stories in the series. Um, and, and that bothers me a lot. So I've been kind of rethinking how I want to go forth and do the the rest of this. I mean, I, I think I'm, I think I'm committed. I'm going to finish the, the last three stories and, and get them out and, and finish the season, but how I'm going to package them is, is going to maybe change. And, and then the future, uh of how i continue to write the stories might change and i've got like a million ideas but every time i sit down i'm i'm trying to figure i run a, a side business on top of working a full-time job so I, I own this podcast studio behind me and so i'm trying to get that to work um working full-time i'm a new dad and i just it, it's like it's way too much <laughs> so trying to find priorities right now and take a minute to breathe Gotcha. No, that absolutely sucks. Like, that's a lot of stuff to have on your plate. Plus, you're, like, going through this crisis of self. I'm sure, I'm assuming, right? So, let me just start there. Like, I'm assuming, like, a crisis of self-worth versus, like, it's the creative process. So, that's 100% normal that you've written all of this and you've done all of these things since the first time, first story that you wrote, you're going to look back at that first story and be like, I can absolutely do better because you have, like you've grown as yeah. a writer, you've grown as a creator. So I think from what it sounds like on, on this end that like, like, let it go. It's okay. 
<laughs> like, the, and, but that's not—that's not to say that like you can't tweak it and and make some sure. some edits that make you feel better. But like, if somebody who supports you doesn't understand that you're learning and growing, then that's that's not. I don't think somebody you want to have in your corner. Um, sure. I for sure know. I read a lot of stories, a lot of books, and like, sure, first stories are not the best, but that doesn't mean that they're not something to be like admired treasure first story yeah, yeah. enjoy like for sure i i totally agree and i and there is a lot of grace uh I, that i give myself of like i i mean the the whole point of the penny lich to go back even further i had another podcast and this is part of the the creative kind of chill <laughs> uh time i have another podcast that i do called between lewis and lovecraft and it's a deep dive into people, the authors' lives, why they did what they did, why they wrote uh, what they wrote, and usually how terrible of people they ended up being. Um, and uh, and when we did our episode on uh, Frank Herbert, I read Dune. And I read Dune and I almost quit writing because I had written this grand fantasy novel and uh and i was in the process of like re-editing it and then i read dune and i went oh oh shit i'm very bad at writing this is gonna be i'm never gonna be this good i had a full-on like crisis uh uh meltdown my co-host hannah my wife uh the local bookstore owner uh, like i talked to all of them and they are all like hey you need you need to chill if you want to be this good you need to practice it's just that's just what you got to do and so the penny lich started as that it started as practice i just wanted to write something that i didn't care that much about but of course i started writing it and i started to care about these characters and the story more um, and I am a weird guy and I can't do things in a normal way. So I'm like, let me do this weird sitcom style writing. And I kind of found my voice in it. Um, and, and so, yeah, the, the, you watch as I develop in my writing process and, and how I get better. And so I, I have to have that grace of that's the point of this story is for people to see how bad I was and to watch me get better. Um, and then, uh, but yeah, it's plus like naturally with storytelling, especially in a sitcom scenario where you're writing specific short stories, uh, in serial, you get to know the characters as you go along. So I, I had no idea what the characters were really like in episode one when I wrote them by episode nine, I know exactly who they are, or at least I have a much better idea of who they are. And where I want them to go, um, and uh, and so they they just come off the page so much better because in my head I just, I can hear them talking the way that that they talk, not be the way I want them to talk. You've just formed a relationship with your characters, and that's that's what yeah. that's what I hear. Uh, like that's absolutely amazing, and like sounds. Even though I think you may be taking it as a as a more of a criticism of comparing yourself to people who have been around the block once or twice, just once, maybe twice. Okay, <laughs> not crazy. Um, like I, I think it still sounds magical when you put it in that light. 
Like, as a yeah. reader, I'm still interested to go read episode one and then grow with those characters because I that that sounds like that. I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> it sounds amazing to witness somebody's growth and creativity in that way. And I think yeah. what I find myself frustrated with is that it never feels like we have any grace for people taking a chance and being creative and putting their stuff out there. Like I have to secretly work on all of my stuff behind the screen. I can't let anybody know what I'm doing. I can't make any mistakes. I certainly can't go to a big anything, right? I can't go to a big industry. I, I can't go to a big studio and say, here's what I have. And it's maybe not great. Um, maybe it, it, we could have done one or two more sessions of it, but like, I don't know. I listen, this comes from a place of like, my spouse and I watch literally anything Marvel and literally anything Star Wars and like Uh talking to him sometimes I'm like, listen, like they tried something new. It sucked and we hate it, but like, (laughs) like, like, I wish Secret Invasion went a different way because it, they had a lot of stuff that they could have worked with, but they didn't. They had so much stuff they could have done. <laughs> but, like, I can't It's almost like they've written a book for it already. They had, but, like, good for them for trying. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, yeah, I agree. And, like, and, and we're, I, I don't know. I, I think that innovation is bound to to show up in the industry that we're like it, the way that people can access things is is completely changed right like uh, even t- f- 10 years ago if i wanted to be a writer self publishing was like ooh you don't want to be a self published author that's that's what losers do um oh, now it's like every, everybody self publishes because nobody cares about what the big five things like we like our stories and and people have make a living off of writing terrible terrible books um and i don't mean that like they shouldn't be making money i just they're not good and it's fine if you like that you should read that if you like there's fan fiction out there that's like whole websites that are just badly written stories that are fun to read um why are you yelling right now why? I don't understand. <laughs> I've got so many bad stories out there, man. Um, <laughs> and and the I think my biggest problem is I always I always get ahead of myself and I turn it into well I'm gonna do the penny lich to show people I'm gonna do the penny lich to practice. Okay, next step I'm gonna do the penny lich to show people what it's like to become a great author. And then the next step is I'm a great author. Why is nobody reading my books? Um, and why am I not famous and rich? And so I, I get really far ahead of myself and I need to remember where I'm at. And I'm at, I'm still at the beginning. I'm still taking the first few steps. And that all our lives, why aren't we famous and rich right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's, it's all our aspirations just, just to get famous and rich. We're putting everything online so people know about us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not on enough podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) 
my anxiety just skyrocketed. Like you, I, I don't think absolutely. You, do you not want to be famous and rich, or just the rich <sighs> part? What do you want? <laughs> I don't it's think I'm come. responsible enough to to be rich or to be qualified as rich. I'm pretty sure I would just be running around like with a basket and just like passing out cash, like cash money, bro. Like I don't. <laughs> I think if Mark. Mark and I were to just switch places, I think everything would just tumble and he'd be like, where's my money? I'd be like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But the Cuban? entire city of whatever, Waxahachie, has beautiful house- homes and they're completely fed and everybody's college is paid for. Like, I don't know what happened, bro. Alex, I've totally <laughs> lost the plot. <laughs> I'm just saying I don't think I'm responsible. But then okay. the idea of like why why do we post anything? Why do we put anything on the internet? Why do we do that? Oh yeah. <sighs> and I'm like, but why do I do it? Because uh, like, I really don't like right? I just, but I don't <laughs> Alex is not that type, unfortunately. No? Alex, I don't Alex like yeah, I don't timid. like the attention. Oh, okay. I uh, I know that I I did, and I I took a took a step away. I I stopped posting on TikTok and Instagram and stuff because I was like, I'm that's all. I I just I post and then I look at my phone every five minutes mm-hmm. to see how many people haven't liked my stuff. Haven't. <laughs> it's a long a lot of numbers to to worry about. No, I I think I when I had you know relative to my size blew up and I was just like, oh my gosh. Just like, oh my gosh, a new like, a new like, a new like, oh my gosh. Yeah. I, um, and then I just like stopped and I'm like, well, you know, I feel like things are better this way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just no, creating. No, I posted something and I saw the the numbers popping up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, obviously my TikTok is broken. There's something wrong with my TikTok. And I was like, I because don't even know what happened. Because you people liking? Like, yeah, and favorite it. <laughs> Why? There's a lot of just you know just just think of them as bots. Oh, that was an accident. A bot just favorited it for no reason. <laughs> That's what like I that. think. That's absolutely what I think. I'm popular with the bots. Absolutely. But like, <laughs> I'm hitting some sort of algorithm with them. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't I don't, and it's weird because we do have we do have this podcast, and I absolutely love recording, but like. As soon as it becomes, like, my identity in some way, I, like, clam up and I shut down. <gasps> mm. Ooh. Clam up and shut down. Yeah. I don't think cool. I've seen that happen Tyler, yet. let's talk about you, because this is a turn to me, <laughs> and I... Yeah, you're, you're pulling all the attention to you. I was just letting it happen. It's I'm fine. I'm so sorry. See, look, you hate attention. No, it's all Give good. Give it back to it's Tyler. Tyler loves attention. Give it to Tyler. Oh my god, I do. Oh, num num num. Give me all attention. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, you have quite a list of podcasts. Are you? You're not on all of these, right? Like the. Uh, what, what are you the, looking at? Uh, your website. Oh yeah. He's uh, concerned I'm for on... you. Is what it sounds like. How do you have time? I'm talking about like a. Uh, the half watt podcast yeah so uh, i'm i'm a local technician uh by by trade by by day 
Um, it's basically a, a, an electrician that doesn't like to do electrician stuff. Um, I install fire alarm systems. I help out with security systems. Um, and half watt is a, kind of a slur that full-time high voltage electricians like to call us um, because we're, we, we don't deal with high, high voltage like them. We're half watts. Gotcha. Um, so we, I, I owned that and I was like, you know, I like that. Um, I went through three years of school for it, uh, became a journeyman. And while I was in school, I met an instructor and, and I was like, Hey, you should, you should do a podcast cause you're a genuinely interesting guy. One of the best instructors I've ever met. And he's like, yeah, whatever. Get out of here, kid. Talk to me <laughs> when you're a journeyman. Um, so I became a journeyman and then I had a kid and I took three months off from work and I built the studio that you guys see behind me. And I went back to that guy and I said, Hey, I'm for reals. I want to do a podcast about what we do. Um, I got a friend of mine roped into it as well, and we've been producing that for about a year and a half now. And it's, you know, it it's a show that I love doing because it, it dives into what I do during the day and we can kind of be entertaining about it. And and like we there was a company that got bought out and they were getting their name changed, but nobody knew what the name was going to be. And so we did a whole episode uh, where we pitched terrible, terrible names for electrician companies um, like um, like Goblin Electric. And the motto was Goblin Wire Nuts, um, you know, and stuff like that. Like, it was really dumb, really, and it, but it was really fun, like genuinely yeah. fun. And so, like, we're trying to make content that we want to listen to at, at the work site. When, we're, when you're running thousands of feet of wire, you want to hear something that's interesting. So... So we created that. Um, Players Guild is a podcast that I did. Uh, that's a it's a it's a D and D podcast. It came out like right before Unbalanced Encounters started up, um, and uh, I was the DM for that. And we did one season, I think twenty episodes, maybe maybe more. Um, and that was the foundation for the Penny Lich. Um, if you go listen to it, uh, you'll see that the penny lich exists in in that world it's the same world that that the story that i'm writing takes place in just you know different times um characters from that podcast will have and do and will appear in the books um and uh that was just that was probably one of the funnest things i ever did ever in my life uh, i enjoyed the shit out of that i think what i liked most about it was kind of creating the group and like us going out and doing karaoke and shit like that was that was the best um so that, that was a fun stupid podcast that i did uh between lewis and lovecraft i talked about that uh the studio that i'm in that i built we specifically built it for our local news podcast which is the now here this can be podcast if you like weird uh weirdly niche small town news feel free to check out that podcast but you're probably not going to care about anything that's happening there because you don't live in Canby. <laughs> we we do it specific it is specifically for the small town of Canby <laughs> and it pays for the studio. It's great. Um and uh what else is on there? Is oh, there yeah. any tea that is associated with this podcast? Because listen, small town gossip that's delicious. So quick quick story. I'll I'll make take a really long story, make it real quick. There's a Facebook group called 
can be now pot uh, can be now on Facebook. And it is the most toxic, disgusting, horrible place to spend five hours and make fun of people that I have ever done several days in a row. Um, and it was the reason why I started this podcast. I, I, we called it the can be now podcast and we, I wanted to just make fun of people on that Facebook page. Um, and then my, my, the co-owner of my, of our business, um, he's a journalist and he's like, Hey, we got to actually do real journalism, uh, at some point. So he has over the last five years turned it from local gossip into real journalism. And we've actually kicked out the not really but we've basically replaced our local newspaper and become the number one news source here in town um so no unfortunately we're all professional and stupid um but i wish and the started out that way it used to be fun and now it's serious damn it <laughs> oh serious <laughs> that's so he's like there's so much going on um is how is these group rules know. though hold on these group rules <laughs> the what i'm it's sorry the, group the what rules for uh the group rules oh for can be uh, now yeah yeah i i quit the facebook page i couldn't stand it because i was getting in trouble with my wife she would get legitimately mad at me for like messing with people um <laughs> Like at one point, <laughs> at one point, the power went out in Canby. And this is a small town. It's like 20,000 people. It's like, I don't even know if we're at 20,000 yet. Um, small town. Uh, and like half of the town is on that Facebook page. And that, that power goes out, right? And, um, and I go on, I go on, to, face, on to Facebook and I just see post after post after post. Like, our power went out. We're on the corner of cedar and 14th our power went out oh we're down at this side of town our power went out so i just posted on there i just posted um legally you are required to post if your power is out on canby now <laughs> that's all i wrote is that and pe people lost their minds and like people were like you can't tell me what to do and i was like just tell us if your power's out or not man they're like you i'm not telling you anything <laughs> uh, it was bad it was really bad oh i can see how you can get in trouble <laughs> yeah because it's small town everybody knows who i am exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, i remember my two years as a small town oof yeah yeah it's Do you not else. consider like, Lubbock a small town? Are we not no, also? No. Uh, no? No, not compared no? to Alpine. Well, okay, okay, like, okay, 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 okay. Well, okay, uh, well, you don't... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Was... Yes, but... Okay. They're I'm both about to small towns. No! D no. Uh, Alpine <laughs> is population, at this current point, 2021, 5,815, okay? Uh, that is really small. Lubbock small. population... Because it's a college town, I'm pretty sure 100, 260,000, okay? Yeah, it's not a small town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just, you're just in college. Dallas, which thinks everything else is a small town. <laughs> no, no, no. So here's what I'm considering a small town. When I go back Tell to me. Lubbock, when I go back to Lubbock, I still am in danger of seeing people that I know 
Like, even even being far, far time away. Do they recognize me? No, because I changed my hair because that's what you do <laughs> as a sane person. You do not ever have the same hair for three years. So then all of those acquaintances just disappear. But you recognize <laughs> them because nobody else does this. Um <laughs> swear to god i have met people who i'm like you know me and they're like i don't know you i'm like "Ah," but i had like bleach blonde hair and they're like i still didn't know you and i was like i don't know what else needs to change um (laughs) but you can still run into people that's what it's still small like okay dallas 1.2 mil okay don't don't talk to me about 260 being small when alpine and camby exist (laughs) You you just you just think listen 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 I you can't stand <laughs> on the edge of town and potentially walk across it within an hour okay that's 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 fucking alpine no okay? but I can run around the entire town in six hours so thank you <laughs> see you're you're not proving six your point hours. that it's a small town six hours. why do I know I can do that that's that's the craziest part right that's I don't the wild know. it feels like some what? manic episode where you're just like I no i go. ran a, a no the first marathon <laughs> yeah, that went through circle. the first marathon that went through lubbock went around the loop mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we ran the whole that loop. loop doesn't even cover the whole thing well yeah, now the, okay like a hundredth and whatever street that doesn't count that's the rich people <clears throat> who live there part-time mm-hmm, okay mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so like the loop you're taking a six-hour run to go around a town to a one-hour walk to go through a town. These are not the same. Listen, I could stand on the street corner and see half the population That's within disgusting. the hour. That's disgusting. That's disgusting. There's only one How's light. How's Camby? Is Camby like not that, even... too? I don't um, know. Camby... So Camby's weird. Where Camby proper is about three miles across. Um, which which is small. I mean, like What's you can be improper? you could be across Canby in in five minutes flat if you're just driving right through mm-hmm. on 99E. Um, and but then we have Canby is a farmland town, so like there's a lot of um, pro- like territory outside of Canby that we consider Canby. So they like there's Cracksburger and Needy and Monitor and Barlow and all kinds of stuff. And you get out into the woods and people are like, yeah, I'm from KMB. And it's like, dude, you're from almost Idaho. <laughs> um, and that's, we're very far from Idaho. I was just joking. But there's like, there is like the small hamlet of Barlow mm-hmm. is attached to uh, the Canby zip code. So they are their own. It's still a hamlet straight up. And it's like, teeny tiny it's like the size of a park and there's that and then after that is a colony the colony of aurora um which is a teeny tiny little town so like we we are small but we're like we have a lot of land around Mm -hmm, us yeah um and most of it is like either farms or forest because you know pacific northwest (laughs) Gosh, I'm like on the opposite uh, southern side in Alpine, which is like two or three hours away from the border of Mexico, and it's like mostly like 
one minute towns between there and Alpine. <laughs> yeah. There's so many. There's a lot of in West Texas. Yeah, West Texas, there's so much plain. There's just so much nothing out there. (laughs) There shouldn't be people out there. That's the problem. There really should. I don't know. The people out there are characters for sure. I I was working as a social worker out there. Oh, yeah. So you got to meet all the fun ones. Yeah. And, 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 And the thing was like, if a gunshot went off, my boss knew almost all the tea, all the cheese me, and would just spill it the next morning about what's going on. <laughs> she just she just knew everybody. She's lived there like most of her life, and I'm just like I, I'm from San Antonio, and I move here, and t- within two years, I know a lot, everything there. Yeah. It's just it's just so easy when you're plopped in there. As a new person, it was nice because then I didn't have any like past relationships with any of their cousins, brothers, sisters. Because like <laughs> the people who worked there that lived there were just like, I can't really talk to this guy because I used to date their cousin or something like that. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> uh, that's funny. What are you gonna do? Um, my wife and I we come from two families that are extremely close in in this area and i don't mean like close like like we knew each other at all um but like um her grandma lived right down the road from my grandma and we we didn't interact until like our teens um and we dated for eight years before we got married we had to legitimately do some research to make sure we weren't related somehow Small town uh, things, yeah. Yeah, for real. Like and and but what's crazy is in a way we were related. Uh and I and I gotta preference this not by blood or anything, but through marriage twice over, and it was crazy annoying that we had to deal with that. Oh shit. A lot of science had to go into figuring that shit out. <laughs> a lot of science. They did it Michael. as a presentation at my wedding. It was, it was like a, <laughs> yeah, my one of my best men. He did a he did a full like flow chart of how we were related, even though we're not. What a you know what are best men for? You know, <laughs> <laughs> at least he did his research. At least he was thorough. He did. Like, well, that's a, that's a good th- friend. He's my that business partner, and he's the friend. journalist. <laughs> Uh, the journalist would do that, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah. yeah <it> <laughs> Alright, so we got this news podcast that we absolutely went off the rails for, but listen, yeah. it's kind. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Um it it doing the news podcast was huge. Um I think my favorite part is every once in a while I'll talk to somebody in town and they'll be like, I know your voice. I'm like, yeah, you do. And uh, and it's because they listen to the show and they get to hear me say a meth addict broke into somebody's house the other day and, you know, stuff like that. We Just all know the meth things. addict, too. We're looking at you, Sharon. <laughs> we know it was you, Sharon. Go get help. <laughs> we love you. We care. Sharon's out. I wish we were guys. small enough that I could do that. <laughs> I really do. But we're not that small. Like usually the meth addicts come from out of town. Uh, 
They always do. Yeah, that happens. It's never sometimes. one of us. It's never one of us. <laughs> it's one of the others. Gosh. Um, I don't know. I can't think of anything else on that list other than random encounters. Um, I think random encounters is the other other mm-hmm. one. I do um, a what I call a new an audio newsletter podcast or video newsletter podcast, which is called a bit much. Um, you can find that on my website as well. And mm-hmm. basically, it's just me like it's literally what you're seeing on your screen right now. Not our audience, obviously. Um, it's this is I sit here in my studio and I talk to the camera about all, all the stuff that I'm working on. And I, it kind of came around when I had a kid and I was like, I'm, I had this sudden weird fear that I was going to die before my kid got to know, know me or I, him. And so I wanted to create, um, basically a, a, a show that he could watch and go, Oh, this is, this is my dad. Um, because on, on all the other stuff, it's usually a, a bit of a character of who I am. Uh, like Lewis and Lovecraft, I'm, I'm seeking out the tea for all the authors and I'm trying to be purposefully, um, <laughs> uh, ridiculous. Uh, like we did, um, a quick aside, we did an episode on, uh, Stephanie Myers and Twilight and I read Twilight. Uh, and, uh, I knew that there was going to be a lot of hate for her from, you know, the, the listener base. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to hate on this. And I, I came out in favor of, of Stephanie Meyer and everything she did. I think it's great. Uh, and so Hannah thought that was going to be the twist is that Tyler's going to be on, on Stephanie Meyer's side. And that wasn't the twist. The twist was that when I read through it and I did this deep dive conspiracy into how twilight is just a metaphor for a girl being sexually molested by her father and uh how it's all about incest and she's created a split persona of her dad who is um uh the vampire colin um yeah. And so it, 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 you can go, uh, you can, if that interests you, go look up the Stephanie Myers episode of Between Lewis and Lovecraft. It's probably my favorite breakdown, other than maybe um, Frankenstein. We did Frankenstein, and uh, I did a full breakdown on how the Frankenstein, Dr. Frankenstein, is battling with his own homosexuality. And the monster is a representation of that homosexuality to the point where the monster kills his soon-to-be bride because he can't bring himself to marry a woman. Um, so that was another one that I really liked. So that's not the sort of stuff I want my son to listen to. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> to get to know me. Yeah, I like the idea of a, of a bitch much. I mean, I've had uh, you know as mortality has it you know you kind of contemplate that every now and then death and like what do you want to leave behind do you want it to be all um just D things of people pretending to be other people uh for the rest of your life like how are people going to really know you um and what's going to be your kind of legacy to the people that are left behind i've always thought about that um but i've never actually put it into practice because I've never, like, 
in the moments where I'm thinking about death and everything, I'm too sad to work on it. <laughs> I'm just like, I need to sleep. I need to drink water. I need to do something else to get my mind out of the gutters. But it's always a nice thing that, like, some of your creations will live past, uh, you know, who you are as an individual. Yeah. So. 100%. Uh, and that, I mean, that's what I ultimately... I write and create things because I want them to live on past me. I want to, I want to do for other people what people like C.S. Lewis has done for me, um, where I can go back and look at who he was and, and the things he wrote and the struggles he went through and see um, someone that came through and ended up kind of winning at life and finding the positive side of it. So um, I, I want to be able to do the same thing. Gotcha. Um, Alex, we're about to hit the hour mark. Any last questions? I am. Uh, She's just current... going through Camby now, right now. I, She's just no, I am currently thing. indisposed. Um, I just think this, this I don't, the, this whole ass conversation, like from start to finish for the last 58 minutes, has been a wild ride in the last like emotional part of my life. So like, uh, <laughs> just, I hit Paula, I'm going to stop taking it away from you, Tyler. I'm so sorry. Um, no, it's fine. But as, as a child who uh, uh, lost their dad, um, he's not lost, he's downstairs, but just in a box. Um, I know where he is. Um, <laughs> I, I love that, that like <laughs> breakdown. I know where he's it's at. Very good. Um, um, I literally was just thinking about like, I don't necessarily miss my, I mean, I miss my dad, obviously I miss my dad, but like the thing I was missing most recently about my dad is like my dad existing in the world and not as like my dad just like how was he moving through the world and i just like i just like googled it and just like saw like his linkedin and like lost it because i was like my mm. dad was like a complete person and at this point right it's strange that we don't have like i don't have that from him because yeah. he didn't grow up in a world like this. Like, there's not, there's like home videos. But what I, yeah. I think is absolutely amazing that, like, the generation after us, the, pe the, the kids that we have produced, like, they're going to have such an immaculate record <laughs> to, <laughs> of everything if they really yeah. wanted to. Um, yeah. And I just think that's, that's, uh, weird and and pretty cool and like for me right now that would absolutely be something i would want like just to be able to creep um on my dad but uh <laughs> i can't because he was old so i mean yeah uh, i yeah. It, it it's <clears throat> i spent a lot of time like my mom left my family when when i was like seven and i spent a lot of time with my dad and then um, we reconciled a lot of stuff and I went back and forth for a long time. And I, I don't want my son to have the same relationship with me that I did with my parents. And um, at the, at the very least I want 
I want to be an open and honest person for him to come to. And this is a great way to hold me accountable to that, you know, because people, other people can watch it and go, Tyler, you're full of shit. <laughs> like that is, if I go and start talking on a bit much, like, yeah, I won the lottery today. And I got a, I got all this stuff. People be like, no, you didn't dude. That's a lie, you know? And so like, there's an accountability to it. Um, and it gives, it's, it's a fun creative project that I get to enjoy and, and, you know, hopefully I can teach something to, to my son. And, and if I have more kids, them, and, um, and even if it is something that like, I, I somehow make it to 80 years old and they just find it on the internet somehow and be like, dad, what the hell? (laughs) (laughs) What is this? You're like, oh yeah, I totally did that series. Um, they, you know, they again get to see kind of a, a timestamp of who I used to be, um, and so I, I, uh, yeah, I think it's it's fun to do, and I think if you're if you want to, the technology exists. It's not hard to just create a library of who you are now, um, even if it's like a daily video on your phone. You can just selfie yourself and say hey what up and and that's something that they'll find in the future Ah, our archaeological records fabulous (laughs) yeah the aliens that come and find our bodies are gonna have to sift through a lot of shit to find something of value all my treasures are all value that's fine (laughs) man this is a good episode yeah, we got another uh, Alex cry moment. <laughs> a legitimate cry. I'm sorry, I made you cry with my. Oh, content. it's it. Listen, if <laughs> if there's one thing we can end this episode right is that <laughs> grief is a giant ball, and then like as time progresses, the box that that ball is in gets a little bit bigger, but the button that is grief that the ball will hit does not get any smaller the ball the the box gets bigger the ball stays the same the 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 button and like just the number of times the ball bounces around like the dvd screen uh, Mm. is fine until it hits that button or like like it like it just touched it Uh, (laughs) it's a great (laughs) metaphor did you come up with this uh, no, I saw it on the internet, and then I just it 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 didn't make any sense until it had to make sense. <laughs> and then uh, as things do, yes. And I I literally cannot like the uh, rush of emotions. If that starts, it's the same as the day I got the call that uh, he was gone. Right, it's the same mm-hmm. amount. I, I'm a little, I'm, I'm a little more able to control, like I'm able to control it a little more. Um, yeah. But if it's a slippery slope, cause as soon as like, I was like, Oh, I was literally just thinking about that, about dad. And I was like, ah, nope, you're going to cry. And then you're mm. trying to do the like cloudy with a chance of meatballs moment where he's like, get back in there. And the tear just like, <laughs> um, but that never happens for me. It always just, spills out um but i think yeah your animators are doing you dirty dude they're Not so you to do mean that. to me <laughs> they're so mean but 
You know what? Tyler's create Tyler's creators. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler's are doing him great. Like, look at this big creative. Fr- no wonder you're fucking burnt out, bro. You've got so many things in so yeah. many different pots, and you are so talented in a wide variety of things. That, I mean, if if right now you're you're feeling some type of way about Penny Lynch, like, I'll fight that part for you. Like, I'm I'll fight him <laughs> for you because you're doing so many different things. It's not like you're talking about TTRPGs. It's not like you're talking about just character creation. Like you're talking about um, not being a real electrician and your town's news and creating these stories and creating communities. Like that's, and you know, least of all being a new father, like, yeah, like that's not going to come with the whole thing. Like, you're, you're, it sounds like you're <laughs> it doing comes great. with a whole man. It's it's nuts. It's I, fine. I I identify not um, fully with the grief uh, uh, of what you've gone through, but like there are times where I'm just hanging out with my son, and uh, kind of the same metaphor of like there's just this button that gets pressed uh, of like I'm sitting with him, and suddenly I just start crying because I'm like, oh my god, this. I, this thing is my son this thing that i created like um and so i just it's i get overwhelmed with emotions and it used to happen probably every day when he was first born now it's like <clears throat> once every couple of months um you know i'll be away for a couple of days because i work full-time come to the studio and you know tuesday wednesday thursday i don't see my son because i'm so busy with work and second work um so then friday afternoon i get home after after my day job and out and it'll it'll hit me hard of like this is and he'll change he'll be different you know bigger and stronger and he'll beat the crap out of me or something and (laughs) and and it's like it just it hits randomly so that's why i like that analogy a lot because it, it really explains kind of the randomness of of how things can hit you and continue to change and that makes sense the importance of being able to show a reason why you may not have been spending as many early days with with him right yeah that like you also need that proof to yourself and maybe to him at some point the like hey i wasn't just off like fucking around i was i was <laughs> building a legacy doing all this both yeah you. yeah that yeah, yeah. makes this free therapy you're welcome <laughs> yeah i need to call you once a week so we need to keep <laughs> this podcast going it's fine we could listen what's another podcast what's another one work, more work more work more work it's more I work think at some, i think at some point my website's gonna stop allowing me to add to the list we're like no man stop and another one and another one <laughs> tyler where can they find you uh best place to find me is T.W. Clausen, that's C-L-A-W-S-O-N, the cool way to spell Clausen. T.W.Clausen.com. You can find uh, my my long list of shows. Uh, You can check out all the books I've written. Um, I do some graphic design every once in a while. I I got a degree in film and media. And other than podcasting, I don't really put it to use too much, but I love doing book covers it's really fun um so you can you can check those out um 
and I, you know, I got social media. You can, you can find those through the website as well. I, I don't, I haven't posted on them in a while. Maybe when the, when I get in front of life a little bit more, I can start getting back to it and posting hilarious TikToks that 200 people will watch. So what more can you ask for? 200 people yeah. on TikTok. <laughs> I can ask for a lot more. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying to die on y'all. Who's going to do our outro? I don't know our outro. I, I'm wait. I, you you look like you're die. about to talk. You look like you're about to talk. I, I was about to like, oh, no. She, she can't do the outro. What am I going to do here? She goes dead. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I'm not dead, dear listener. I am still here. Um, thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Dungeons and Degrees. Um, you can find us anywhere pods are cast. So get your friends, your lovers, your enemies to lovers, your lovers to enemies, whoever you need to talk to to spread the word about our wonderful podcast that is going to be growing in an infinite number of ways. Um, please just tell them to come and listen to at least 10 episodes and not any less they could certainly do more, but at least 10. Um, one will actually allow you to rate us. So if you rate us, then we naturally fall into that algorithm and then get spread to more people. And listen, it's just an organic process that only you could help us with. Um, we also have a Patreon that we will be getting up. And um, if you have any questions, you can always contact Adrian and I. Or listen, dear listener, if you also have some fun things you want to talk about, just like reach out because we're we're taking taking people, um, snatching their bodies and then dumping them in the river. No, we're not. We're not doing that. <laughs> Stop. Oh. <laughs> we're taking requests to be on the pod. Oh yeah. Okay. You're, if you want to be on this podcast, I guess that's fine too. <laughs> but if you want to be taken in other ways, yeah. it's going to be ten thousand up front. No, I'm just kidding. Ten thousand. That's anything? an experience. I, probably more. I've never taken anybody. Listen, it could be a learning experience for us. I'll give you a low, low price of $10,000 just to be snatched. We can figure out where it goes and then what we need to do next. But uh, $10,000 will get you uh, snatched. Another another 10 gets you Liam Neeson to come find you, right? Do you think $20,000 Liam Neeson would come do it? Do you think really that would be the price? I would hope so. I'm just wondering. So. I don't know the concept of money, you know? <laughs> I know what Liam Neeson's schedule or budget looks like. Do you think 20000 would get him out? Maybe. I don't know how many, how many more takens he's got left in him, you know? Dear listener, if you and all of your friends join our Patreon and we get $20,000, I will personally attempt to get Liam Neeson to come out and save you. <laughs> If you reach out to three people and then those three people reach out to three more people, it's not at all a pyramid and everything is fine. Liam Neeson. There you go. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. My name's Adrian. And I'm Alex. I'm Tyler. Go have some fun. <laughs>